Welcome to Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Weldon. Today's story is called Paul Bunyan and the Bee Skeetos, an adaptation of an American tall tale written for you by Daniel Hines. If you would like to support Stories Podcast and get every episode ad-free and a week early, subscribe to our Wondery Plus Kids feed on iTunes or your Apple Podcast app. We have Stories Podcast merch available at storiespodcast.com shop including a new Mick Munter design featuring Mick, Bigfoot, and Nessie. Check it out! We're also on Cameo for all of your personalized video message needs, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram, at Stories Podcast. If you send us a drawing of your favorite scene or character, we'll share it on our feed! Now here's a word from our sponsors. Hey, grown-ups. On the Nintendo Switch system, you can team up with friends in Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Where you can meet talking flowers. Life's full of surprises. And where piranha plants sing. <laughs> and where Mario, Luigi, and Peach turn into elephants. Wowie zowie! And where this announcer turns into a... Super tiny announcer! <laughs> That's not in the game. <clears throat> Sorry, got a little excited. Nintendo Switch, the home of Mario and friends. Game rated E for everyone. Game and systems sold separately. Thanks. Enjoy the episode. Paul Bunyan and the Bee-Skeetos Have you ever seen a mosquito? Little flying suckers that try and ruin every summer evening? Ever been bitten by one and had a nasty little lump? They seem like the most annoying bug in the world, but you don't know how good you have it. Our mosquitoes are nothing but tiny little gnats compared to the mosquitoes they had in the old North Country. Paul Bunyan, a giant of a man and famous lumberjack of early America, had to deal with our mosquitoes' ancestors. They were as big as cats, some of them big as dogs, and their stinger mouths were long and sharp as an arrow. He was out in the deep woods at a lumberjack camp when he finally decided to solve the problem once and for all. Skeetos coming, said Sourdough Sam one evening as they were eating around a campfire. Aye up, said Hardtack Tammy. Seems like a big group. Best we head in. Paul Bunyan looked and nodded. He and the rest of the crew all piled into the nearby woodcutter's cabin. It had an extra tall ceiling so Paul could stand up comfortably, a stove for heat, and bunks for sleeping. But it wasn't exactly airtight. Soon, they heard a low buzz that got louder and louder until it seemed to be the only sound in the whole world, just hammering at their ears. Hold the door, Paul cried. Sam, Tammy, and the others threw themselves against the front door while Paul braced the back all on his own. A second later, the swarm hit the cabin, hunting for the warm bodies they sensed inside. Long mouths stabbed through any crack they could find, and bodies big as hay bales tried to force the door. Paul Bunyan held his door easily, but the other folks were being pushed back inch by inch, and the door was starting to open. Mosquito noses, like arrows, stabbed through the gap. Help! yelled Sourdough Sam. Hold on! cried Paul. He reached over his shoulder and pulled out his giant tree-felling axe. The blade was big as a stovetop and sharp enough to shave a fly or a mosquito. With a bellow, 
Paul chopped at the mosquitoes at the door until they were driven back. Every whack of his axe was met with an angry buzz, buzz, buzz. Finally, they were all able to slam the door, and Paul dragged over the pot-bellied iron stove to keep it shut. Everyone finally relaxed, but the buzzing of the giant bugs still droned on constantly outside as they searched for a way in. We gotta do something about these mosquitoes, said Sam. One of them gets a hold of us? Well, they're so big they'll drink someone dry. The others grumbled in agreement, and Paul nodded thoughtfully. You know, he said, I once found some giant bees not too far from here. They were easily as big as these mosquitoes, and they had stingers like swords. You think they duke it out with the skeetas? asked Sourdough Sam. Take each other out of the picture like? Maybe, said Paul, if y'all think it's worth a try. Sourdough Sam did, and so did Hardtack Tammy and the rest of the gang, so Paul set out the very next morning. The others offered to help, but he told them to stay behind. All I need, he said, is a couple of horse harnesses, some corks, and a bit of rope. His friends looked at him skeptically, but they'd learned not to doubt their giant friend. They rounded up the gear while Paul sharpened his axe and got himself ready. An hour or so later, and he was off and into the woods. Paul Bunyan almost felt comfortable around the trees. They were big and strong, like him, and he didn't have to worry about crushing something with every step he took. His big strides ate up the distance, and soon he heard a familiar bumbling buzz coming from a clearing ahead. Peeking through the trees, Paul could see two colossal bees buzzing around some equally colossal flowers. The flowers were black-eyed Susans, but sprawled across an acre or more. And the bees? They were each the size of a prized pig with stingers like swords. Their black and gold fuzz was dusted with pollen, and their buzzing was as loud as an entire hive. Here goes something, Paul said, and he leapt out of the woods. The bees froze for an instant, and then Paul whooped aloud. His rope knotted into a swirling lasso that he swung above his head. The first bee twirled and tried to fly away. Not so fast, Paul said. He threw the lasso and caught the bee around the middle, just behind the wings. With a tug, he brought the bee to the ground and put a horse harness on it so it couldn't fly. Just then, the second bee buzzed towards him, stinger out. Paul dodged one way and seemed to slap the bee on the bottom. It came back for another sting and dove at the giant man, sticking him right in the stomach. Or so it seemed. They both looked down and saw that Paul had slapped a cork onto the bee's stinger, making it harmless. He grabbed the massive bee and wrestled it to the ground, making sure both bees were harnessed and corked. They buzzed angrily at him, but when he tied the rope like a leash, they couldn't do anything but walk behind. Back at the cabin, Sourdough Sam whooped with delight when he saw giant Paul Bunyan leading two of the biggest bees ever out of the woods. Hooey! Sam said. You giant son of a spruce, you did it! Oh, honey, I've never seen a bee like that, Tammy added. 
The others cheered. And that night, when they heard the mosquitoes' distant buzz approaching fast, they tried out their new plan. Paul took off the harnesses and corks, setting the big bees free, and then ducked inside the cabin as the mosquitoes arrived. You think it'll work? Hardtack Tammy asked, peeking through the window. It has to, said Sourdough Sam. Giant bees against giant mosquitoes. Look, they're fighting now. Paul looked out the window and saw that Sam was right. The giant bees and mosquitoes were circling each other, arrow noses and swardly stingers at the ready. Darkness fell, and they couldn't see much outside anymore, but the buzzing was louder than ever before. There were bee noises and mosquito noises and all manner of rackets so loud that it seemed that their plan must be working. The next morning, there was no sign of the mosquitoes or the bees. And that night, when darkness fell, there was none of the familiar buzzing. Well, dag nabbit, I think we did it, crowed Sourdough Sam. Seems like we might have, Paul Bunyan agreed, relaxing by the fire. Nice to have some quiet for once, said Hardtack Tammy. I thought all that buzzing was going to be the death of me. They all enjoyed their night outside, and the next night was much of the same. But on the third morning, they realized their mistake. The sun was barely up, and the lumberjacks were waking. They were still rubbing sleep from their eyes and hefting their axes when they heard it. Buzz. It was louder than ever. And worse, and it wasn't even nighttime. What's going on? asked Sourdough Sam. He opened the front door and peered out, and then slammed it again, his face white as soured milk. What's the problem, Sam? Tammy asked. Love, stammered Sam. Love is the problem. Oh, how could love be... Oh, sweet trees, Tammy said. Paul had hauled open the door to peer around Sam, and now they all saw it. The mosquitoes and the bees hadn't hunted each other. No, instead, they fell in love, and now, approaching their cabin at high speed, were what could only be called bee-skeetos. They were as big as barrels, with long, sharp mosquito noses and gleaming bee stingers on their rears. Double the trouble said Paul. He slammed the door, and a second later, a stinger slammed into it, punching through the wood. Oh! Sourdough Sam shouted, stumbling sideways. Stingers! With echoing crunch-cram-crackle noises, noses and stingers stabbed the cabin from every angle. The thick log walls were barely more protection than paper against the gigantic bee-skeeto horde. Glass shattered with a musical crash into the cabin, and one of the monsters crawled in through the broken window. It leapt at hard-tack Tammy, stinger on both ends aimed straight at her. She ducked just in time, and the bee-skeeto collided with Sourdough Sam's breadpan with a clang and dropped dazed to the ground. Another tried to follow it in, and Paul Bunyan kicked it out the window with his size hundred boot. What do we do? asked Sam as more stingers punched into the cabin from every angle, turning their cozy home away from home into a slice of Swiss cheese.
I've got one idea, Paul said. I just hope these bee skeetos are more bee than skeeta. He opened the front door and ran out into their camp. Immediately, the monsters stopped trying to get into the cabin and went for the easier target. Paul was giant and drew the bee skeetos away like a lure. That's right, he said. Follow me. Big meal right here. I'm a downright banquet. Come and get it, you double-stingered bug brains. The bee skeetos all chased after Paul as he ran into the woods. As fast as they could fly, his long legs could run, so they couldn't quite catch him as he sprinted through the forest. He ran for three days straight until he reached his destination. Maplewood Farm, the largest sugar house in the area, where they boiled down sap to make the best maple syrup any side of the Mississippi. It had lots of little buildings and workstations, but Paul's goal was the big vat right in the center. It held all the raw maple syrup, sweet and sticky as anything you'd ever seen. Paul put his back to it as the bee skeetos approached, each one with both their stingers at the ready. Hope this works, Paul shouted, and then he strained and tipped over the vat, which was nearly as big as he was. It slammed down, and then the syrup began to glug, glug, glug onto the ground in a vast and spreading puddle. You can bite me, Paul called, but wouldn't you rather something sweet? The bee skeetos paused in the air, their long needle noses twitching. But what will they want more, Paul thought. The honey or me? The question was answered a second later, when the bee skeetos, buzzing happily, landed in the middle of the growing pond of maple syrup and began to eat and eat and eat. They must have sucked up over a ton of sugar, and when they were finished, they were too full to fly. Not to mention, they were stuck by all the sticky, sappy syrup. Paul smiled, but then a barn door burst open, and old man Maplewood himself came stomping into the yard. Paul Bunyan, what are you doing with all these monsters here? Beesquitos, said Paul with a smile. I had to give them something to eat, other than me. He looked at all the syrup still on the ground, studded with the monstrous honey hunters. I'm sorry about all your syrup, though. Old Man Maplewood looked at the spilled sweetness and the giant beesquitos stuck inside. To be honest, Paul, that vat was for you. I know how you like your flapjacks. <laughs> Paul laughed. Well, that's good at least. But hey, uh, while you're here, I have an idea. Paul and Old Man Maplewood talked long into the night, and a few days later, Paul arrived back at camp, pulling a whole wagon of syrup and honey. Wow, said Hardtack Tammy. What happened out there? This is incredible, said Sourdough Sam, looking into the heavily laden wagon. You didn't even take money. How did you get rid of the beesquitos and get this haul of sweets? Well, said Paul, and he told them the story of his run through the woods. And after he stuck all the monsters in the vat of syrup, he worked out a deal with old man Maplewood. He gave Paul all the syrup and honey that he wanted, and in return, Paul leaves him with the giant beesquitos. 
Once their stingers were corked and they were set up in a little flower patch, they were buzzing, happy and calm. And due to their size, the bee mosquitoes could make a whole barrel of honey every day. So Paul Bunyan got rid of the problem, and Maplewood Farms became the biggest honey supplier in the country. At least, that's the way I heard it. The End Today's story, Paul Bunyan and the Bee Skeetos, was an adaptation of an American tall tale, written for you by Daniel Hines, edited and produced for you by Andrew Martin, and performed for you by me, Amanda Weldon. If you would like to support Stories Podcast, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes, get ad-free episodes and early access when you subscribe to our Wondery Plus Kids feed on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, check out all of our merch available at storiespodcast.com shop, commission a special video on Cameo, follow us on Instagram at Stories Podcast, or simply tell your friends about us. We wanted to let all of you know that we've just launched our official YouTube channel at youtube.com slash storiespodcast. If you've ever wanted to read along with us, these videos are just for you. They feature the text of the stories nice and big on the screen, with each word highlighted as I read it, so you can match up the way it looks with the way it sounds. YouTube also lets you change the play speed, so depending on your level, you can slow down the narration to follow along. They're great for new readers, storybook time, English language learners, and even just for listening. And in the future, we plan on adding more read-alongs, some live storytime readings, Q&As, and more. Check it out at youtube.com slash stories podcast. Thanks for listening. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Stories Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus Kids in Apple Podcasts. Grown-ups, before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hello! We're so thrilled to share that we've partnered with some incredible brands that we think you're going to love. Parents, if you're looking for items like a helper tower to get your kids more involved in the kitchen or fresh activity books to work on while the family is listening to their favorite podcasts, look no further than the Stories Shop. All you have to do is go to starglowmedia.com stories to check out family-friendly brands curated by the Stories team just for you. That's starglowmedia.com stories.